Fair Catch Kick, the 15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreury, an award-winning sports reporter who's all too often felt the sting of the way Sean Payton manages his running backs. In last episode, we kicked it off on the quarterback position, revealing our rankings for numbers one through five. This week, we're going to take a more holistic look at the quarterback position, hitting first with rapid fire six through 10 rankings, then going over our value players, our sleeper quarterbacks, and ending with a few questions on our individual perspectives on draft strategy. Real quick, if you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Also check us out at fckpodcast.com or at fckpodcast on Twitter or on Instagram. All right, great stuff, Paul. Today we're going to talk about our quarterbacks, 6 through 10, but before we get to that, it just broke as we're recording this. I don't, I don't know if you've seen it, Paul, but Damian Williams, running back on the Chiefs, has decided to opt out of the season due to COVID concerns. Really? Yeah. Now, for people that are a little unaware, that's the competition of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at running back, and that is Paul's boy. So, Paul, what's your you know, opinion on that? Where do you see Clyde going from here? So this, I mean, this, this must have, did this just break? Pretty much, yeah. Um, wow. I mean, so first of all, just addressing the topic, I and mean, we're going to see a lot of this, and to, to every player that decides that they want to make this personal choice, I, I have to respect it in order to protect those around them, especially as it pertains to, to my big money breakout pick this year in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I, I, I said it in the other episode, but I was never too worried about Damian Williams, maybe taking over some third down, pa- passing down stuff. But the fundamentals of who Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is as a running back would have just showed out in training camp in a way that was going to put Damian Williams out of commission in the same way that Damian Williams basically put out LaShawn McCoy or Spencer Ware or Daryl Williams or Darwin Thompson. Uh, Andy Reid is going to go with the guy that is the most suitable for his offense, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is that dude. If you guys didn't get a chance to listen to episode four, I probably spent way too much time analyzing the film on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Go ahead, check it out, and you'll get my full take on who he is and what he's going to be in the Chiefs offense. So without further ado, Anthony, let's hit him with our rapid fire six through ten. Sounds like a plan, Paul. I'll just rattle it off. I've got Dak at six, Matt Ryan at seven, Carson Wentz at eight, Kyler Murray at nine, Drew Brees at 10. Anthony, any comments on those? I think they're pretty solid. There's really not much I'm going to hate on with that. I, I, I think they're pretty solid. Outside of putting Aaron Rodgers where you, where you put Rodgers, I think you got a pretty darn good list. So the one thing I think is interesting on Drew Brees, who you noticed I snuck in at 10, he was fifth in touchdowns thrown, and he only played 11 games last year. So, look, I actually watch Drew Brees and feel like he's just outsmarting everybody. His arm is not what it was, but he's just 
outplaying people and he knows what everybody's going to do and he resets his offense and he knows how to use his weapons. I think next to you, nobody likes Drew Brees more than me. You love Drew Brees more than, than anyone, and rightfully so. Drew Brees is, is arguably a top five all-time quarterback. What worries me is the, by the end of the last two seasons, by the postseason, his arm strength was significantly diminished. I agree. Which yep. is a sign of age. And what really worries me is – the fact that he missed the four games in the middle of last season, I thought he wasn't going to have arm struggles towards the end of the year because he had that breather. And they still happened. And that really, really scares me. I don't have him in my top 10. He's earned a certain amount of respect where you go until he totally shows he's washed up, draft him. But just the same, I don't really feel safe putting him in my top 10, but I certainly don't think it's folly for other people to put him in the top 10. As far as the rest of my top 10, rapid fire is concerned, I have Deshaun Watson at six, Tom Brady at seven, Matt Ryan at eight, Matt Stafford at nine, and Josh Allen at 10. Like Allen at 10, I think Tom Brady at eight is a little nuts. Well, it's seven, so I, I must be bonkers beyond bonkers. Seven. I've got Brady at 15. I want to see it. Brady did not light it up last year by any stretch of the imagination. I, I want, I'm not one that's going to go out on a limb and draft Brady before I see what that offense looks like. I, I, you can't get me to take that risk unless I'm at the end of my draft and he's still hanging out there and you're, the rest of your league is low on him. That's a fair point, Paul. But by the time you're getting to six and seven overall at quarterback, you're getting towards the mid to late rounds anyway. I just feel Brady is smart enough to figure out a way to make it work. And I think Bruce Arians is smart enough to not get in the way of Brady doing things a certain way. If anything, I think he's going to help him. Nobody, maybe Russell Wilson had less help in terms of great quarterbacks with no help. I mean, he had Julian Edelman last year, and I don't really know who else helping him. Josh McDaniels, I like his mind, but Personnel-wise, he just had no help whatsoever, and now he's going into an outstanding situation in terms of help. It's fair. Again, it's, it's a wait-and-see to me. The other one I think you got a little high there is uh, Stat Padford. I mean, Matt Stafford. Um, you know, he, he, he's always hurt, so there's a risk in drafting him. If you're, when you rank him at eight, you're saying that you're going to draft him as your number one quarterback? I love drafting Matt Stafford because of his ability to pad stats because the Lions are always down at the end of a game. But I couple him together with a quarterback when everybody else has taken a quarterback. I'm not targeting him as my eighth. I've got him at 13. That's probably a little higher than he is on most boards even. It is. I actually have him at, at nine. You know, his shoulder is better than it's been in years. They're always behind, so he's always going to be throwing the ball. I like his wide receiver core. 
You heard me in the last episode really mark out over Kenny Galladay. I just think he's in a position where his game could take another step forward. I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks of the last 20 years. He might be the most underrated quarterback of the last 20 years. I, I just – I trust Stafford. He's, he's not going to have stinkers. He's just going to consistently produce. And if I – if it just worked out where I didn't get quarterbacks until very late in the draft and that was my guy, I could live with it. Cam Newton steps into New England. He's, he beats out Jared Stidham. And the hype train is rolling. Chugger, 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 chugger. Where do you take Cam Newton? Where do you rank him? Well, I've actually got him ranked. Excuse me. I actually have Cam Newton ranked 15th. I like him as a late round pick towards the end of the draft. You know, maybe the last six rounds or so, somewhere in there where you're going to draft a backup. I like him as a backup that could potentially step up into a starter role. So to your point, Paul, if I drafted Matthew Stafford and Cam Newton or Tom Brady and Cam Newton, I could very easily foresee a scenario where Cam works in New England because McDaniels makes it work and Belichick makes it work. And I kind of like Cam Newton's work ethic over the offseason. Maybe it works. And then at that point, using his legs, using his generational arm talent, he could step in and be a starter, a fantasy starter. No analysis needed. If you, have, if you could say one quarterback that you think is being egregiously underranked, who would it be? How about Matt Ryan? He's another guy that's like clockwork and – He's, you could even make a case for him being top five because he's so consistent. The Falcons, they're not that good, so he's got to throw the ball. They're a soft finesse team anyway. He's got a you know, really good wide receiver core. He's got Todd Gurley, who's pretty darn good at catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he gets no love, but he's, he's just a solid quarterback that you could do better but you could also do a heck of a lot worse yeah I think Matt Ryan's a safe volume play I don't know if it's that big of a stretch that he's being underranked I think most people have him in a six through 12 range in their own order I've got him at seven my one guy that I think is being very overlooked this year Big Ben right if you take his 2018 stats he was the QB2 in 2019 you know 51, 29 yards, 34 touchdown. I think he's worth a look this year. Well, we got time for one last question, Paul. One thing that's pretty fascinating about quarterbacks is year three is usually the year they put things together and they really start to pop. So that 2018 draft class, there's some really interesting guys there. Who do you like the most? considering the value of where you have to draft them right now, otherwise known as ADP? Yeah, that's a good question, Ant. So I can tell you first who I wouldn't take is I wouldn't take Josh Rosen. That's a safe. So that leaves leaves Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. 
Josh Allen, I would first say is he's got that two for one ability that we discussed with Lamar Jackson. He actually had nine touchdowns on the ground last year, which was two more than Lamar. He was up 6% from a completion percentage standpoint. So we, we can see he's making progress as a thrower. He's still a little erratic, got the best arm talent out of those guys. Baker's in the best situation. Talked about it before. They finally solidified that offensive line. And then with Darnold, to me, he's clearly the most talented, pure quarterback of that class. I watched a little film on him, and he's the only one of the three, call it the four, even the five if you want to include Mason Rudolph. He's the only one that actually goes through his progression every single time. The issue is the Jets don't have great receiving options, and their offensive line doesn't really hold their water for him anyway, so he doesn't really have time. The hope is Makai Becton solidifies the line a little bit for him, their first-round draft pick, but that's still to be seen. The one thing I'll give Sam Darnold real quick is his last eight games last year, I don't think people are giving him enough credit for. Six and two, 15 touchdowns, four picks. Not bad, right? So we're really choosing between highest floor, best situation, and most talented. And in fantasy football, I always go highest floor. Give me the guy that's going to definitely put up the points every week. I'll go Josh Allen out of those three. How about you? You know, I'm really tempted to take Colin Cowherd's son, Sam Darnold. I loved him coming out of college. He's Troy Aikman approved as of the combine, and I trust Troy Aikman when it comes to quarterbacks. That being said, when a quarterback can run, it just makes them a much safer play. I remember a bunch of years ago, I had Terrell Pryor when he was quarterbacking the Raiders and he was worth it because he'd get 50 yards rushing a game. So I'll go with Allen. Who do you think of all the quarterbacks is going to have the biggest, let's call it regression year? Well, I might be cheating a bit when I say this because I don't know how fantasy relevant he was anyway, but I'm just piggybacking off that hot playoff run. And that's Ryan Tannehill. I think that whole Tennessee team, I've said it before, I'll say it again, they caught lightning in a bottle. They've got film on them now. They know Tannehill's tendencies. I just, I don't know. Talented, yes, but he's never really found a way to put it together. And I just worry he's going to go back to being like that lower-end, real-life starting quarterback slash a guy that you're not even going to consider for your fantasy lineup. Yeah, that's not a bad one. He's got some athleticism and can go run a little bit, but he is the consummate game manager. How good was his season last year? Mediocre. But for us to sit here and say he's got a shot at being a top 20, I'm in, I'm in line with you there. My guy for biggest regression is Phillip Rivers. I'm no longer a, a believer. His arm was totally dead last year. He's going to a situation with a better offensive line in Indy, which I think is one of the two best in the league now. But I have to say, the best, in my opinion – and other experts who watch film share this opinion. Keenan Allen is the single best route runner in the NFL. Love Keenan Allen. So underrated. Absolutely. You go to an offense in Indy where we, when we see T.Y. Hilton, their best receiver, who's a legit number one, be dominant, it's when he goes downfield. And Indy's offensive is not a great timing pass offense, right? They don't have – great slot guys like Zach Pascal, he's, he's a hidden miss. It's, it's not a Phillip Rivers type system. I like him for a big regression. I unfortunately think this is 
going to be the last year you see him play in his career. Well, he's already got that deal to coach at that high school, and I didn't get to catch a lot of West Coast games last year. But if what you're saying is true, and I believe you about his arm strength being kaput, then, yeah, definitely stay away from Rivers. Awesome. Good stuff, Ant. Well, everyone, that's it for episode six. Join us next time, episode seven. We're going to go over what we call our tattoo guys. We're betting our fantasy football lives on them. Real quick, if you didn't get to subscribe, please hit it, hit that subscribe button. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at FCK Podcast and our website, fckpodcast.com. Thanks so much, everyone.